Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Decomposition. My name is Mernal. And I'm Anjali. And this is a show where we talk about music. We like to talk about music theory. We like to talk about lyrics. And most importantly, we discuss why we love the songs that we love. On today's episode, uh, we decided to do something a little different. Uh, we're going to be doing some a little bit of debating here. Debating slash banter. Yes. Uh, we decided to have a little fun with this episode. Um, so we have a prompt. And we're going to have three examples each of said prompt. And from there, we will uh, discuss and see what abounds. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We're just testing this out because uh, why not talk about more songs and things than one per episode? So today's prompt is, are they pop punk? And each of us have come up with three artists that may or may not be pop punk in our opinions on each. Or like a song that they did, like that might be more pop punk than you think. Mm-hmm. So before we uh, get into our artists that we've picked, can you say what you define pop punk as, Anjali? There's a lot to pop punk. The dictionary defines pop punk. Okay. <laughs> I didn't ask you the dictionary, I asked about you. My heart defines pop punk. As lads having a good time, lads getting together and singing songs about things in their life that could include people they have a crush on, that could include each other and friendship, that could include hating the man. There's so many things that boys actually think about and they actually sing about too. And that to me is what pop punk is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I answered that a little dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm having fun. I think pop punk has three major elements in my uh, definition. One uh-huh. is the instrumentation. It has to center around drums, guitar, vocal. Oh, he's serious. Oh, I'm serious. <laughs> and I think having that as the core of your instrument instrumentation is key to pop, pop punk as a genre. Secondly, like what you were saying, is there needs to be some level of angst. I think it's critical to this genre, and it doesn't feel right that angst isn't in there. That's such a better way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you were trying to say, right? <laughs> I was, but, like, I'm sleepy. <laughs> There's some angst. Some angst. Yeah. And the other thing was what? Rock? Uh, instrumentation. Instrumentation. So it needs to be centered around drums, guitar, vocal. Um, the last element that I look for is simple elements coming together to make a fun song. So, you know... Chord changes aren't super complicated. Guitar solos aren't super complicated. There's not like polyrhythms or key changes and the things. You know, I'm sure there are pop punk songs that incorporate these elements, but there's a charm to its simplicity. So I think to be part of this genre, it has to be a little bit simple to be fun like that. You know, I really like your definition of it. So I'm going to like incorporate that into the songs that I picked because I think it still fits really well. Okay. I'm very excited. Do you want to start or should I start? I think you should start. All right. My, we can alternate, right? Sure. So my first act that I'm bringing and asking, are they pop punk? Is a band we've talked about before on this podcast. Panic at the Disco. Hey, wait, you're asking if they're pop punk? Are they pop punk? My opinion is no, they're not. (gasps) Oh, A collective gasp for me and my personality. They break all three of these elements that I just talked about 
especially in their later work. I think their earlier work does have some level of angst. You know, if you're talking about angst, if you're talking about like I write sins, not tragedies. Sure. Of course they're talking about, but that's like the one song from like their, one of their first albums. If you look at everything panic of the disco has done out as a whole, I cannot call them a pop punk band. They have lots of variation in their instrumentation. It is not guitar, drum, vocal focused. Um, Their angst definitely disappears over the years. And I don't think you can call anything Brendan Urie does simple. So being good at music is not a um, not no. a pillar of pop punk. No, if you you're right because it's if, boys in if, a band. If you musically analyze most pop punk bands, they're kind of shit. Hey, I also want to just point out when I say the boys, I don't mean gender wise. Yes, there are women in pop like punk. the lads. You know what I mean? Like uh, in the in the form of of lads having a good time. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter men, women, whatever you want to call yourself. It is fine. You are, when you're making pop music, you're one of the lads, you know? You're living in a Mojo Dojo Casa house? Yeah, for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do it without that. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Some of my examples will not be in a Mojo Dojo Casa house. Okay. Casa house. I almost said Casa. (laughs) Now we don't know Spanish either. I'm so bad at lying. (laughs) Go on. But for these points, I am saying Panic at the Disco, not pop punk. What is your opinion? I don't like that this is built on the premise of if you're good at music, you can't be pop punk because unfortunately a lot of people are kind of pop punk, but they are also good at music, unfortunately. You can be good at music, but you can't make it complicated. But like not saying you don't have the ability to. All Time Low adds like, I would say that they're like a classic pop punk band Mm -hmm. band, and they add like complexity to their music that I honestly enjoy. Um, But I don't think that it's like not pop punk as a result. Like, could you give me an example of like what type of complexity you're talking about? Like vocal complexity, uh, changing up like, like they're you know how they do that thing where at the last verse they sing it different than they did the other verses, and mm-hmm. that like they they have interesting rhyme schemes and stuff, and they incorporate different beats. Like I don't know, they yeah. do a lot. I think uh, rhyme schemes and like lyrical choices. I think I probably shouldn't say those should be simple. Like I think pop punk does do a good job of. Um, trying to have interesting ways to say things. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I mean by simplicity is, if you look at most all-time low songs, they are still four to five chords. You know, melodies that don't play around with notes. Right? They're not throwing in random chromatics in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very structured. And yes, they do add new melodies in there, but the melodies that they add are simple melodies. Yeah. Versus like Brendan Urie, who's out here throwing vocal runs like he's, uh, you know, on American Idol, which he can do. But, um, you know, you compare All Time Low is a good example, actually. Like Brendan Urie is such a good singer that I would count All Time Low as, um, you know, one of the best vocalists in pop punk. But just look at the difference between what he can sing and what Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco can sing. It's eons apart. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, yeah. Brendan Urie cannot be fairly compared to kind of any of the artists that I think we've done uh, like an episode on, like as far as vocal range goes. Like mm-hmm. he's insane. He's like Ariana Grande vibes, like as yeah. far as vocal range goes. Like he's incredible at singing. I. 
I don't love it because he's kind of a pillar of it, but I think that the whole point of this was to be controversial, so I do love the argument. I think he wrote a song that's a pillar of it. In I Write Since Not Tragedies. Mm-hmm. I don't think the act themselves can be pop punk if you look at their work as a whole. Okay, yeah. If you look at it as a whole, sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow mm-hmm. that, that it is not. All right. What's your first act? So I'm not going to be talking about, like, do they add to pop punk as a whole, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also going to, like, give you what I'm feeling from each, from each of these arguments. I'll, I'll tell you why I think it's pop punk or not. Okay. Taylor Swift. Okay. You know that that was going to be the first few words out of my mouth. It usually is. And, uh, but this is not news. What I'm saying is not news at this point. A lot of people have made the conclusion that Taylor Swift is quite pop punk. Of course, guys. Like, she was creating her music, like, when that, those pop punk influences were around and everything. She loved the genre herself. Also, what is country music but not angsty boys having an angsty boy time? That's all country music is, right? You, you lose your house, your wife, your car, your dog. Like, that's your what truck. happens. <laughs> yeah, sorry, pickup truck, not car. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so what I'm saying is not news. But what I am going to say specifically, I'm going to pick a song of hers that I think is pop punk. Okay. Nobody, No Crime by Taylor Swift and Haim is pop punk. And the reason is because pop punk usually centers around breakups. And in No Body, No Crime, a man murders his wife (laughs) because he's sleeping with his mistress and then his wife's about to figure it out. So then he goes and kills the wife because you got at that point. And then um, then Taylor Swift and her friends go and and kill um, the guy who killed their friend. Right. And then like. It's like an insurance thinks that the wife, the, the mistress did it, and then nobody can pin it on Taylor. That's like the whole vibe of the song. It's a breakup. It's a breakup. It's angsty in a way. And also, it's a fun time with the lads. Taylor and her lads, in this case, the Heim band, are, creating, are committing a murder. And that sounds like a fun time with the boys. For true crime fans. So, <laughs> against someone who deserves it because he killed someone first. Um, and in that way, I believe this song is pop punk. It also incorporates some things that you mentioned, Renal, in that it's not very complicated as far as instruments or vocals go, mm-hmm. even though they are good at music, which is an unfortunate side effect. Um, and it's also charmingly simple, with a very simple beat, very simple strumming of the guitar mm-hmm. and very consistent uh, lyric format. She doesn't even get that complicated. It's very understandable. All right. Thank key, you. Key problem here. I was on board with uh, Taylor Swift pop punk until you picked Nobody No Crime. You picked something from Red from 1989, even something from like Speak Now. I would have been on board. But I'm not a basic bitch. So those are the basic pop punk songs that you can really feel that pop punk element. But are we here to be basic or are we here to challenge? All right, I'm about to challenge your opinion right now. (laughs) First off, instrumentation. It's completely wrong. She she just like strums a guitar. Yes, but it is not drum, guitar, vocal focused in the sense that I said guitar. I really what I'm gonna specify here to distorted guitar. 
You need that crunchy tone. And that is a difference between pop punk and country, like you mentioned earlier. Country uses acoustic instruments. Pop punk needs that little bit of compression, a little bit of crunch. It should sound like you plugged into a line six and went to the default distortion. I'm going to say that the Heim band who plays this with her play on electric guitar and on drums. But they don't have the right tone. The tone is wrong. Oh, we're it's ga- not the keeping crunchy. tone now. Yes. Uh, Second of all, it is not pop punk because they actually did something about their problem instead of just complaining about it on the song. No, but that the thing that they did was having a fun time with the lads. And that is something that the lads do. Because sometimes in, in, in pop punk, the lads do have a fun time. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and it's usually creating a band and starting playing songs. Yeah. But in this case, about... it's murder. It's a little different. But women just have a different take on things sometimes. No, you got to be sitting and complaining about a completely solvable problem. That's what pop punk is. You got to be talking about how this girl cheated on you, but you were kind of an ass, but you don't mention that in the hey, song. Hey, I'm going to say you cannot gatekeep pop punk for men. Okay. If you want to gatekeep pop punk for men who don't do anything about their problems and just complain about them, then that's problematic, sir. That's problematic. We got to open up the doors it's not a, to it's the not women a, and the they thems of the world. Everyone can be pop punk. Okay. But whoever betrays you romantically I'm and whatever their victory lap right now, Sorry. whatever their gender is romantically, you can't actually take any action about it. You got to, you got to just sit and complain. Absolutely false. Fallout boy. They don't do anything. They complain. Excuse me. Sometimes they put someone on a pedestal and long after them. Yeah, isn't that just a form of complaining? But they put them on a pedestal <laughs> to live. Okay. But like, what about the ones where like they're uh, what's the one with with them? We I think was it in Heartbreak Feels So Good or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're they're going. They're succeeding at music. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that they do. That's what the yeah, lads do to that's have a, a good time. That's a song about going with the good times. Yeah. But this is... Uh, and she's having what? Do you think she's upset when she's killing this guy? I don't think so. She's no, having no, a good time. But this didn't start as a good times song. This started as a breakup song, like you said. Yeah, because breakups can sometimes lead to good times. And I think that that's what's important here. I think, I think your argument is tenuous at best. Yeah. Okay. I think... I think we should move on to the next one. I think we should move on to the next <laughs> so one. I don't think we're going to agree on this one. I don't think so. <laughs> My next act. Why did you come to the debate if not to be challenged, sir? I'm being challenged and I'm fighting back. This is what it looks like. (laughs) Gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. Go ahead. Next artist. This one might be a little controversial. Uh Linkin Park. I say yes, they are pop punk. And I probably just pissed off every Linkin Park fan out there. I'm sorry. Is this a revelation? I think officially the genre that defines Linkin Park is like new metal. Which is like, you know, it incorporates the, the drop-tuned guitars, the heaviness in the drums, the screamo, as well as the rap. That all those elements, I think, were this genre called new metal that come the turn of the century, Linkin Park like took off performing this genre. My argument is that based on my elements that I listed, they fit my definition of pop punk. So I am saying Linkin Park has enough elements in their songs to be considered a pop punk band. You're not going to fight me on this one? I have nothing to say. No comment. 
<laughs> just like Lincoln Park being pop punk. I'm like, all right, yeah, seems about right. So all the the screamo, the rap, you're not gonna fight me on that one. Again, I'm not trying to gatekeep pop punk. That's your oh. stance. Oh, okay. So let's just let everybody in. Frank Sinatra, you're pop punk. That's kind of the vibe of my art. Mozart. Next two arguments. <laughs> Mozart, you're pop my punk. My next argument, Frank Sinatra is pop punk. No, just <laughs> All right. All right. I'm just saying pop punk is an accepting community, and I don't think you're giving them the credit that they deserve. Like, pop punk is like a really safe space for everyone to just like hate the man. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, when we say the man, again, not gendered. Yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> Capitalism is a they, them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's got to be a he, him. Yeah. It's just it's the, too mean. It's the vibes. <laughs> it's the vibes. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's an accepting space for people to hate the man. And uh, I don't think that uh, Lincoln Park is the most controversial like uh, person you could have picked for that one. Sorry. All right. What's your second one then? Florence and the Machine. Specifically, Dog Days are over. Oh, okay. If we're talking about that song. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So instant agreement. Dog Days are over is the one that's like. The dark days are over. The dark days are gone. Yeah. Can you hear the horses? Cause here they come. I think it's Florence's biggest song, right? I'm just, I'm kind of just yeah. riffing. I'm not really singing it right, but like you know, it's very like, uh, I love the way she sings. Very operatic. Mm-hmm. Very um, beautifully done. It is definitely a rock song. Yes. It is also, so it has those elements. Um, unfortunately, good vocals. I know Mernal's going to have a problem with that. It's it's a song about the dog days being over, and there's a lot of running in the song. So, and when I think of lads having a good time, I think of them running. Think about Lord of the Rings. Isn't that just a bunch of lads running through fields and having a good time? Why is Lord running? of the Rings is pop. <laughs> I'd agree with that one, actually. You can feel the angst a little bit. There's a lot of angst. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of tension between Frodo and Sam specifically. Oh, that's, that's like the definition of angst right there. Oh, God. And then you got Bilbo breaking then, up with the ring. And then the, the, the love triangle of Gollum being there. Mm-hmm. Angst. Lord of the Rings is pop punk, but that wasn't my point. <laughs> Lawrence and the machine in the song Dog Days Are Over is pop punk. Um, because of the elements previously listed. It's also charmingly simple. Uh, It's not necessarily centered on angst. It is more of like the the angsty days are over, which is another type of pop punk song where we're having a good time now. It's reminiscing about your angst. We were having a bad time, but now we're abandoned. We're good. And that's kind of the vibes of Dog Days Are Over. Yeah. And actually, I'd agree. Like instrumentation-wise, it um, fits in. The angst is there, yeah, even if it's not as forefront, it mm-hmm. is there. And like you said, simple elements, repetitive, it has that charm. And I think this ties in because it's my favorite Florence song. So I think that tracks. Yeah. She has a lot of good songs. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, you're welcome. Right. You can go on to your next argument. My last artist, Owl City. Pop punk or not? Go ahead. <laughs> I want your opinion first, pop punk or not Why do I have to give my opinion? Is it your job to make the whole uh, debate or whatever? I don't want to talk about Owl City Because I don't want to say hateful things <laughs> Alright, Owl City has the elements The most, it has the angst for sure Songs are simple for sure 
I think you leave in your yeah, own Yeah, it's pretty simple when you just do the same song over and over again. I would agree. <laughs> and you don't have to be... People would make that same argument for Blink-182. And, and there's no good vocals either. So, like, that's really cool. Yeah. Or guitar. The, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, the, the arguments against Owl City, I will say, instrumentation-wise, it is heavily electronic. But I argue that the electronics he used are meant to imitate the sound of a distorted guitar, especially in songs like cave in or hello seattle there's a lot of that power chordy kind of feel vocals are auto-tuned which i think is a a knock against owl city being pop punk because you know as you know pop punk artists they could auto-tune themselves but i think they would rather suck i think there's a kind of a, a pride in there to sound a little shittier vocally than have auto-tune um so i will say those two are against it but overall on the whole i think his attitude towards songwriting the simplicity that Charming simplicity, as you said, that comes in the songs. I think Owl City is a pop punk artist. This has been my dissertation. <laughs> that, that's why I'm like loving like saying these things because I feel like I'm on, on like a debate team, which I've never been on. <laughs> Not even once in my life. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Owl City, your opinions. Oh, you want my, I don't think anyone wants my opinions on Owl City. They're going to be largely negative. Uh, what but are, are they the, pop punk? Um, I would classify them as garbage, so I don't think I'm a fair judge on this one, honestly. That's it. You just refuse to engage. They're not a genre. <laughs> I was thinking it just shouldn't exist. <laughs> and this is literally knowing nothing about them as people or whatever. It's just the it's music just is trash. Oh, it's a one person it's one thing? person. Well, Adam there you Young go. is his name. Even easier to get rid of. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, Al City fans. Take us home, Anjali. What's the last one you have? Again, I pick a specific song that I would like to beseech to you that is pop punk. Okay. You'll Be Back from the Hamilton musical, sung by Jonathan Groff. Uh, who's his character? I don't know the air. He's the king guy. Oh, so this is the little funny king guy. You'll be back. Oh, okay, this da, song. Yes, da, yes. Da, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 that one. Okay, I will say that melody, I swear to God, is in a pop punk song somewhere. Every time I hear this song, I'm like, I know this melody. You guys, the argument writes itself. Basically, what you have is beautifully simple tune and vocals, honestly, for a mm-hmm. musical. Pretty simple. You also have a lot of angst. The king is sad about his breakup with the America. Is it Americas? With America. No, the colonies is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Not the Americas. Uh, with the colonies. And he's so sad about that. And he's like, but you'll be back, okay? He's angsty sad. Yeah, he's angry too. He's angry because he's like, I will kill your fa- friends and family to remind you of my love or whatever. So you can feel that he's angry as well. And what does that remind us of? Gives you hell by all American rejects. Is that the same melody? No, it's not. No, the themes, the lyrical themes, the anger. He's really mad that this girl is having a good time somewhere else that's not with him. And so he's just like, well, you were dumb anyway, or what? I can't remember all the lyrics right now. (laughs) I know he didn't like her. It's the you can't survive without me. Yeah. And it's got that flippant tone that I think you also find in You'll Be Back from Hamilton. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why that song, sung by the king in a very silly voice, is pop punk. Doesn't have the instrumentation, though. No distorted guitars. No drums, even. It's just a piano, isn't it? It's just a piano. 
I would um, just kind of remind you that like maybe they couldn't afford a drum set in old timey England and guitars. So the piano makes a lot of sense. I mean, the rest of Hamilton has drums. But he's from England, okay? <laughs> okay. No, this is, I'm being ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they didn't rap in old England either. Well, that's the, well, that's the whole thing is that like, it's not about, I think the musical choice for him is the piano because it's like a sort of like, it can work with his like old timey ideals and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that that was a musical choice. Like, yeah. I, But as far as simplicity of that instrumentation, very simple. Sure, you don't have a distorted guitar, but if that's all you needed to make a, a pop punk song, that would be very little to need. <laughs> I didn't have a that's I didn't little, have a follow up to the that argument. <laughs> that is kind of the point, the simplicity, right? Like any lads like you're saying with guitars and drums in the garage can start a pop punk band. Yeah, and I, if you just have a little piano, you could have written that song, okay? A keyboard even. All right. All right. I will say though that melody, even the uh, the ending of that song, the la da 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 da, he does something. I don't know the exact melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could lift that and stick it in a Blink One Eighty Two song, and I'm sure it would fit. Yes. So um, I will say I will actually. You know what? I'll agree on this one. Thank you. I should make. We should make a uh, a pop punk cover of that song. I don't think we need one. I think it's. <laughs> I think we do need one. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, wonderful yeah, we, debate. Yeah, we hope, hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. If you, um, like. I definitely enjoyed saying it. <laughs> yeah. If you like this, uh, leave us some comments. Uh, if we're having a good time right now, like, because we're lads and we're having a good time, are we pop punk? Yes. So you won't gatekeep it for us, but you'll gatekeep it for everyone else? I mean, I can go get my guitar right now. I'm just trying to cancel you. <laughs> Trying my hardest. It's <laughs> kind of part of pop punk too now these days. <clears throat> the, the, the getting canceled. <laughs> the epitome of pop punk is getting canceled. <laughs> That's how you know you've made it. <laughs> you get canceled. Oh no. Oh uh, no. Poor well, Jonathan Groff. Continue. If you enjoyed um, this episode, please leave us some comments and let us know. We can do more of these. Um, this has been decomposition. <laughs> A very weird episode. Yeah. I hope you guys had fun. Um, you can check out all of our stuff. We're on uh, Apple, Google, YouTube, Spotify, all of that. For YouTube and Instagram, the handle is at Spud Network Podcasts. Uh, you can check out this show. You can check out our other shows. Yep. Also, maybe listen to the ones. If this is the first one you're listening to, I'm sorry. Uh, but we do do <laughs> other episodes where we focus on one song. So please go ahead and check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Our last one was just on uh, Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. So if you like that song, check it out, see what we have to say. But other than that, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.